Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Holly Holton. And this week, we're gathered around the table, ready to pull our hair out. Are you with us, girls? Because (laughs) let me just tell you, there's so much emotional uh, drama going on in every walk of life and we're all feeling it right every single one of us is weary we're weary from just all the things that are happening so i want to kick off today with prayer because we can't do this on our own it's impossible it's impossible and so i just want to kick us off and lift this day to God in this moment to him. Lord Jesus, we come before your throne weary, heartbroken, anxious sometimes, and feeling like we don't know how to even respond or react anymore. Lord, all sense of normal has flown out the window, and we're standing here confused, but God, it hasn't taken you by surprise. As a matter of fact, you allow this type of thing to get our minds back to you. You allow the world, and we can see it back in the Old Testament and the New Testament, you allow our worlds to be toppled and turned upside down so that we would stop focusing on the wrong things and start focusing on you. And so today, God, that's what we long to do. But we're so flawed. Lord, I've made so many mistakes, just haven't been up all that long today. But God, I've, I have been just one crazy Uh, encounter after another. And I know I'm not alone. I know that every single person listening right now feels weary. And we know that there's things we need to do, but it's pent up. And so God, right now, I just pray that you would, first of all, calm us, help us to know that you are in control and we are not. And I think that's the problem, God. We often feel like we need to have control. And so Lord, I just pray that right now you would take over our conversation and you would be the one that gets the glory from whatever we talk about today as we address our emotions. And I give this to you, Lord Jesus, because it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Holly, I don't know about you, but I I love technology except when I don't. <laughs> Absolutely. That is like the best statement ever. Yes. <laughs> because you know it is so cool to be able to see my grandkids when I can't see them physically. It's so cool to be able to see what my cousins are doing in other states. It's so cool to be able to do this show with you while we're in separate places. And yet, it's so emotionally charged out there in technical world on the social media and the news all those things that just bring us to our knees because we are emotionally drained yes and 
you know, I, I've been sitting here thinking and, you know, like you said, there's so many good things about social media, you know, sharing scripture, encouraging each other, seeing pictures of friends, babies or grandbabies. And there's so much good that can come out of it. But in times like these, you know, I just, I don't believe that we were meant to see every single pain of the world all at once and with everybody's opinion about it all at once because it's just so overwhelming. And, you know, you just, I retreat into myself when I get so overwhelmed and you just, this this pain that's coming out and the hurt, it's overwhelming for one person to carry. And so in times like this, you know, I feel like, you know, maybe social media isn't that great. I mean, it's a great platform to listen and to engage in conversations. But, you know, sometimes conversations need to be had like one on one. And my husband works with this doctor. And she says something so wise yesterday in their staff meeting. And she said, you know, with everything that's going on, everybody's opinions, especially in this particular place where they work. And she said, you know what, I just want to think the best of everybody. I want to see them how they are when I interact with them, uh, interact with them at work. And so I just got off and deleted my social media because I want to choose to see the best. And I was like, I wish I had, I wish I could do that. I mean, I can, you know, like I could go on Facebook, delete my account and be done with it. But it's like this addiction almost like you can't, you can't help yourself sometimes. And so just the loudness, of all the stuff that's going on in the world can sometimes hinder our ability to listen to the Lord. Oh, and I think what she said is spot on. Believe the best. Believe the best. Because I know right now some of the most hurtful things that are being said are coming from people that we know and love and they're they're saying things before they're thinking and they're forgetting that we love them and we want the best for them and so when things are taken out of context or they're taken the wrong way the first impulse is to say oh how could you what are you doing but if we do exactly what your friend said there's a a, a healing that comes when we say okay let's think the best let's always give somebody the benefit of the doubt and say wait a minute what is it that's causing them to act that way or say that or feel that and love them anyway love them anyway love them anyway absolutely and to you know have the courage to shut off social media you know because I, I I can get addicted I have a very obsessive personality sometimes and so you know I I want to I find myself in the word and then all of a sudden I'm holding my phone and I'm looking at Facebook and I really don't know how I got there. And so I really have been studying just the power of our tongue and what the Lord has to say about wisdom. And I've been in James and I just want to read some scripture. It says that, um, let's see. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously without criticizing and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for the doubter is like a surging sea driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. An indecisive man is unstable in all of his ways. Yes, absolutely. James 1.5. I, I love James because he's very direct in telling you like it is. And in yeah. James 1.19, he says, be slow to speak 
speak and quick to listen. Same same concept. I mean, we we are in a, a generation where we can snap at one another and not think about the consequences. We can snap with our decisions. We can snap with our judgment. And what you said, Holly, I I love the fact that when we do our Bible study, it gets us into the Word. But a lot of times we're using technology as we're doing our Bible study. I'm guilty of that. I will be doing, you say you don't know how you get into uh, social media from your Bible study. And I think it's because for me, that's how it happens. I get oh, I want to look that word up and I want to look up that passage. And I found that if I get the old school (laughs) Bibles out, I have the Hebrew study Bible. I've got, you know, all of my um, study Bibles, the archaeology, the Patriot uh, Bible. I've got the Proverbs 31 Bible that I was a part of with that. But I get those out and lay them out on the table and I just start digging in. And don't let the social media take that train and put it on a different track. And then all of a sudden I'm off in judgment land where if I say anything or see anything that trips my trigger, all of a sudden I've totally forgotten that I'm studying God's word. Instead, I'm studying what's online. Right. And you're and you're playing into your emotions, you know, because I can, you know, I, I read something and it makes me upset. And then I feel like, oh, I got to respond. And, you know, as I'm writing, I'm saying, God, give me the words to respond to this. But I'm not taking the time to turn it off. I am not taking the time to sit down and be like, Lord, only you can provide wisdom. And I need your wisdom in this. I need your discernment. I need I need it. And because I, I just have my emotions and our emotions and this is biblical, you know, usually don't lead us in the right direction. <laughs> and, uh, Amen, sister. <laughs> you know, and so, um, yeah, and I just feel like I have personally lost the art of listening, mm. mainly to the Lord, but mm-hmm. also just really looking at how I have conversations with people as well, you know, coming into something and really sitting down with somebody who may not agree eye to eye with you, but really sitting down and just listening to what they have to say and just not, you know, and not thinking about what am I going to say next or, you know, what what can you know this, but just sitting down without an agenda and just listening. And that's for my husband. That's for my children. That's for my friends. I mean, you can apply this to any situation across the board. And it's, you know, especially to marriage sometimes because <laughs> when you're mad, you don't really want to hear what they have to say. <laughs> and so, but really also with the Lord. And the thing at the end of James, it's James um, 8. It says, an indecisive man is unstable in all of his ways. And I just like have a confession because I feel like the past several years, I wish I could say months, but it's years, like I wash and wane with decisions. And I will think about them ad nauseum. And I will talk about them ad nauseum. But I don't ever sit and be still and then be like, Lord, what? Like, I, I, I do, but I don't. Like, I go into it like, Lord, what do you want to do? And then I find myself sidetracked. And then I get up and then I go on my way. And when your decision is not firmly planted and what the Lord has asked you to do, then you don't have a reason for sticking with it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so, yeah. And so I have found myself that person. 
like just indecisive and that really cut to my heart this morning and just sitting there and wrestling with that scripture and wrestling with sometimes sometimes silence can be better when you're sitting down and you're listening and having like conversations with people face to face or on the phone or when really when you're just sitting down and listening and asking the Lord to talk to you and to reveal wisdom to you. Uh, I I love that, and it's so true. And we have lost the art of conversation, and I'm guilty. I mean, I have so many things flying in all directions all the time with real estate and ministry and grandkids and, you know, all the things that are going on that I'm so used to just giving a quick response that sometimes it comes across as short Mm -hmm. Or heartless and I never never mean that anybody that knows me knows that I I love deeply you know and I would I would walk through fire for any of my friends but I can come across wrong in texts or tweets or Facebook or whatever and I've learned that face-to-face or conversations sometimes face-to-face for me is the best because even on the phone you can't see their face and you can't see their body language you can't respond to it and so I miss I, I miss going to lunch with a friend and saying what's on your heart tell me about your you know your struggle right now and let me pray with you about it because so often when I'm responding with uh, the moment the heat of the moment, I am not giving God the opportunity to let me sit still and quietly listen before I ever respond. Yes, and we have lost that. And you know, and I think right now in our culture, I think we are reaping some of that. The, you know, I'm too busy to sit down and have conversations. You know, people that have had experiences in pain that were not given a voice and were not given um, a chance to sit down with somebody and talk to about somebody who really cares. And I do think that one of, you know, some of the good things that are coming from all of this is hopefully people are realizing how important face-to-face conversations are and how important it is to make time for those, you know? And, you know, and with this COVID thing, like human interaction is essential for us. We were mm-hmm. not created to be in isolation and we have been in isolation for 80 some days. It's like the perfect storm, isn't it? You can just see like it's so, it's spiritual. It is so spiritual. I have family in the movie industry and they said, you know, if you would have taken the scenario of the last six months and given it to a producer, they would have laughed at you and said, "Uh, no, (laughs) that's too far-fetched. You can't have all those things going wrong one right after the other. It would just, it wouldn't feel real. And I think that's where we all are. It doesn't feel real. It feels surreal. And so we kind of, we've been in this protected bubble so long that, you know, it's just us four and no more in the, in the walls of our home. And so as we're responding, we're, we're forgetting that there's people on the other end of that response that have hearts and that have um, feelings. Yeah. Words can be devastating. And I'm guilty. I am guilty. I'm raising my hand over here of not doing things, saying things in the right way and probably hurting people in my path. And I have been praying, Lord, change me. 
don't let me hurt anyone by my lack of uh, realization that people need that connection. They need the listening ear. They need the unconditional love. They need to know that your response is not is not meant to hurt them. Right. And I think, you know, just leading up to all of this, you know, Facebook and social media kind of started to replace one-on-one conversations and friendships anyway. And so we were already heading towards this where people, you know, weren't, you know, you could you could kind of think that people aren't human because it's like you were saying, it's just a computer. I'm just typing and you forget that there's a human on the other end of that. And then with the COVID, you know, we were talking on our last podcast, like how words matter and there was already tensions in the air because everybody's been isolated for so long and everybody's forgotten how to interact with people (laughs) you know and at the time when you need to see smiles and you need to see that compassion and that empathy on people's faces we've got our faces covered with masks and so it's just this perfect storm of a situation where now more than ever like we have to really stop and really dig into the word and get the wisdom of the Lord and to just sit still in him and to release all of the opinions, all of the pain, because we were never meant to hold on to that. You know, we, we lay everything at the cross of Jesus. And it's so hard now with everything coming at us all at once that I mean, I've, I've literally cried for weeks. I mean, maybe not all day, but throughout the day, I'll just burst out in tears. And it's almost stop my ability to parent because I'm so consumed with it. You know, I'm like, oh, I want to see what this person says about this. Let's go to this site. Let's look at this. And my children are running rampant around the house, you know, and so it's easy to get sucked into that as well and forget like we're, I still have to parent these children. And now more than ever, is it important to parent these, these kids, you know, to love Jesus, to love everyone, to listen well, you know, and instead I'm on my phone. And so it's such a trap that we can get into for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's for all of us. It's not just you. It's not just, you know, the the parent. It's any of us that find the very first thing we grab is our phone. And, you know, we've talked about that before. I have a, a, a real estate client who just bought a house that needs some love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it needs some attention. And uh you know, he's got the money to do it and, you know, to buy and have somebody do it all. But he said, you know what, I've got two teenage boys and I need to do some projects with them where they put down their electronics and I put down my phone and we simply do some work together. They need to learn how to work together and work with me and understand how to do life because we're all slipping out of that. And I I thought that was so wise because in this world, our emotions are so in control of what's driving us right now. And we need to just hit the pause button and say, okay, we need to have time for laughter. We need to have time for sharing projects together. We need to have time to listen and to love one another. But if we are constantly with our face in our electronics and the kids are repeating what they live, they're seeing it. Mm -hmm. So they're mimicking what we do. And we're going to continue to raise that kind of a generation that is totally running on emotion. 
Yeah, and running to electronics so they don't have to deal with emotions, you know? And so it's easy, instead of having to deal with something, I'm just gonna get on Facebook and aimlessly, you know, stroll. And I find I am more apt to pick up my phone and to get on social media when there is something I don't want to deal with or when there's just a bunch of stuff going on in the world and I wanna keep up to date with it. But a lot of it is an escape route for me. And, you know, I don't need to do that. Like my escape route should be time with the Lord. And that's what those who are around me will see and, you know, hopefully inspire them to sit and be with the Lord as well. And, you know, we're not even in churches right now. And, you know, so we can't, it's like we are, we are completely isolated and, you know, and we want social interaction. So it's so easy to pick things up, you know, but we just forget that the best and I forget the best interaction that I need on the daily is the silence and the time of Jesus. And not when I'm talking to him, I'm very good at talking to Jesus. <laughs> I talk to him all the <laughs> time. But what I need to learn and what I need to practice and what I need to show my children and whoever else is around me that can be influenced by my actions is, you know, I need to listen to the Lord. I need to sit mm -hmm. down and quiet and not yell because I, I mean, you know, I, I know not everybody is parents out there, but one of the most hypocrite, like the most hypocrite thing I can do as a parent is like, I will turn to my kids. I'm like, mommy is trying to study the word of God. And I can't, <laughs> I need you to just go away. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's not helpful either. And so, um, you know, finding, carving out that time um, where you can have that silence. <laughs> I'm telling you, I like came up with this great, this is a tangent, but I came up with this great schedule one day, you know, when everybody was at home and color coded and all that mess and I was like all right this is our bible time and I mean it was going to be bible time I don't care if anybody was hungry I don't care if you needed to pee we were going to study the bible and um all the kids are like crying and I'm like I am trying to teach you about the love of Jesus <laughs> and I'm like yelling at them and they're crying I'm crying we're all crying so there is a right way for sure <laughs> that was a big tangent but a funny story um but anyway, <laughs> well, here's the truth, Holly, you have six, six children, and that's always a challenge. But you know, we all do it. We all have, you know, the the knowledge yeah. of what we should do. And I think that the word should kind of gets in the way sometimes because those of us who are are in the middle of our crazy day, we don't need one more thing that we should do. Instead, if we look to the time that we're spending with God as this is my therapy, this is my time to relax, this is my time to get the comfort I've been so desperate desperate for yes. because I can't find it anywhere else in this world. And so if we start looking at our time with God as not another checklist on the to-dos and not to feel guilty because, oh, God, it's been how many days since I've sat down and really paid attention? He's not keeping score. He's just waiting for us. He's waiting for us to turn to him and say, look, I need to be quiet and still and let you calm me, Lord. Let you calm my emotions from the inside out. And the only way I can do that is by just getting in your presence and saying, Lord, I need you. I need you now. And you know, when we remember 
what James says. I'm going to give you this homework assignment. Read the entire first chapter of James this week. Because he even says, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues <clears throat> deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Hey, that is that is uh, a step on all of our toes. And so I just want us to run to our Savior and look for our comfort, look for our communication, look for our peace there. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.